Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. I want to give you a preview of what's coming up later on in the broadcast for what we will call Therapeutic Thursday. Hopefully it will be very helpful. And I want this especially to capture the attention of men out there. I've shared with you for quite some time that I believe that men are in crisis here in the United States of America. Men are in crisis. We've got an assault and an attack, and I believe it's demonic in origin, on manhood, on manliness, on masculinity. It's one of the reasons why we've got some of the issues that we will discuss coming up in the next hour. But as always, I'm the person who's always telling you that we have to take responsibility. This is not a communication of victimhood, but it's a communication of empowerment. And we will address that coming up in the next hour of the broadcast. Can we begin with a good deed? And we take you to the metropolis of Rome, Georgia, where a group of high school football players jumped out of their cars while on the way to school to help free an injured woman who was trapped after a wreck. Trayvon Adams, 16-year-old, driving to school Friday morning with his teammates, Antoine Carey, Tyson Brown, Alto Moore. They saw this crash. They're all members of the Rome High School football team. Fellow player Cesar Parker was in another car with his mother. Got out to help with the rescue. Another student, Messiah Daniels, also involved. As soon as the teens saw the car wreck, Adams said, we just ran as fast as we could to the lady to check on her, to see if she was all right. They found the woman inside her car trapped by doors that had been damaged in the crash and would not open. Adams said, we were seeing she was in pain, screaming, asking for help. To give you an idea of the scene, there was a picture posted on Facebook by Rome City Schools showing the smoke rising from the wrecked car as that group of players worked on freeing the woman. Luis Goya, a math teacher, told CNN he was working at the school, called 911 when he heard the crash. 
Having no idea at the time, students were trying to free the trapped woman. Adam said, we all used our muscles. We're pretty big people. We're strong. We play football. So we lift weights a lot. The door was just extremely bent and broke. But guess what? Together, these teens were able to force the car's passenger side door open. Soon realized they would need to open the driver's side door to be able to free the woman. According to Adams, it all happened in about a minute. We were all moving very fast to get her out. And as his teammates helped the woman out of the car, Adams said he went to check on the driver of the other vehicle to make sure they were okay. They have no idea who this woman is that they helped, have not been in touch since. But they also wanted her to know. They hope she's okay after this crash. Koya, the teacher at the high school, the math teacher, said we're very proud of them. This is the kind of news we need. It's more positive. In fact, in a post on Twitter, the school's football team wrote, proud of our men and referenced the story. Adam's saying they've been getting a lot of love from a lot of different places. We've been recognized in a lot of different ways. We appreciate it. But I feel we just did the right thing. Simple enough, isn't it? Isn't it wonderful to hear about people like this? As opposed to the incessant stories about teenage delinquency, not that we should ignore those problems, but we should highlight when, I'm just sound so old here, when our young people do something so wonderful. <laughs> Gosh, I really am old. Just saying, I so appreciate when people take a strong constitutional stand. And we need that right now in one very important area. You know the right to bear arms is under assault. Every single opportunity that politicians can seize, every single opportunity that the mainstream news media can seize to scare people about weapons and make them think weapons are the issue, they take it. They milk it for everything it's worth. This is how they all work in concert with each other. I'm glad to see that there are Americans who are standing up and they're basically telling politicians where to go and how to get there. Now, in terms of full disclosure and honesty, the person I'm about ready to speak to and speak about and share his words, his company's words, of course they have a profit motive. And it would be foolish of me to deny that. But having said that, I've said plenty of times, it wasn't it on this program just a few months ago, I made the comment, we need champions for liberty in many different walks from life to show leadership right now. Because we've got politicians and the media who are determined to undermine our constitutional values. So I want leaders all over the country to stand up and say, uh, we're not going to play along with this. This is nonsense. This call answered by CEO Mark Smith, President and CEO of Smith & Wesson. 
Did you hear about this? This is really awesome stuff. I'm going to read the statement from Smith and Wesson. Now, the background on this. As you know, politicians love to grandstand. You know, they, how many times have they brought CEOs from whatever company in, whatever issue of the day is that they're trying to milk for political purposes? They bring them in. They chide them. They try to embarrass them. You've seen the way this show works. And it's so predictable. So now they're on the gun issue. And they want to bring these CEOs of gun companies to Washington so they can chide them and look like heroes. Ooh, they really took them out. Ooh, so-and-so really said this or that and told so-and-so off. It's a waste of time. It's all theater. You know that. I'm glad the CEOs of gun companies are pushing back. And basically, rhetorically, flipping the bird to these worthless politicians who have no respect for the Constitution of the United States. That's the bottom line here. They don't care about the Constitution. They care about power. And they will do anything possible to get it and to hold on to it. That is the agenda of politicians. It's kind of funny the other day. (laughs) A new person I met was saying, hey, are you a politician? My gosh, I bristled with that question. Absolutely not. No, thank you. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. Coming up, you're going to hear what the CEO has to say. You're absolutely going to love it as we continue our Thursday broadcast. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Sampling of some of the items here on the text line, and we'll be addressing addressing this woke issue a little bit later on. This texture says, as a former teacher in Greenville County Schools for 19 years, my best advice for parents is to confront wokeism and indoctrination of your children. Enough parents complain the Greenville County superintendent will respond favorably. That's good to hear. 
Very good to hear. <laughs> Vince, I now see why people call you a clown. There are no threats to gun rights. Most of the people I know that own guns are Democrats and are mostly concealed carrying, and yet people in your industry seem to push this constant false narrative the Democrats are trying to take guns away. Now you're bringing on Smith & Wesson to convince people of this so they can profit from scared listeners with increased gun sales. Wow. <laughs> Alrighty. If you've not heard the continued assault on gun ownership and gun companies and guns in general, you have to be in a cave somewhere. Mark Smith, the CEO, President and CEO of Smith & Wesson, put out a statement this week. Said a number of politicians and their lobbying partners in the media have recently sought to disparage Smith & Wesson. Some have had the audacity to suggest that after they have vilified, undermined, and defunded law enforcement for years, supported prosecutors who refused to hold criminals accountable for their actions, overseen the decay of our country's mental health infrastructure, and generally promoted a culture of lawlessness, Smith & Wesson and other firearm manufacturers are somehow responsible for the crime wave that has predictably resulted from these destructive policies. Oh, you can imagine. These are words that pack a punch. Not the kind of things that politicians want to hear. He goes on, they are the ones to blame for the surge in violence and lawlessness. They seek to avoid any responsibility for the crisis of violence they have created by attempting to shift the blame to Smith & Wesson, other firearm manufacturers, and law-abiding citizens. He goes on, it's no surprise the cities suffering most from violent crime are the very same cities that have promoted irresponsible, soft-on-crime policies that often treat criminals as victims and victims as criminals. Many of these same cities also maintain the strictest gun laws in the nation. But rather than confront the failure of their policies, certain politicians have sought more laws restricting the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens, while simultaneously continuing to undermine our institutions of law and order. And to suppress the truth, some now seek to prohibit firearm manufacturers and supporters of the Second Amendment from advertising products in a manner designed to remind law-abiding citizens they have a constitutional right to bear arms in defense of themselves and their families. To be clear, Smith and Wesson firearm. A Smith and Wesson firearm has never broken into a home. A Smith and Wesson firearm has never assaulted a woman out for a late night run in the city. A Smith and Wesson firearm has never carjacked an unsuspecting driver stopped at a traffic light. Instead, Smith and Wesson provides these citizens with a means to protect themselves and their families. We're proud of our 170 year history. We're proud of the commitment of our employees to making a quality product. We're proud to provide law-abiding citizens and law enforcement, our customers, with the tools to provide for their security and independence. We're proud of our responsible business practices. We will continue to work alongside law enforcement, community leaders, and lawmakers who are genuinely interested in creating safe neighborhoods. 
we will engage those who genuinely seek productive discussions, not a means of scoring political points. We will continue informing law-abiding citizens they have a constitutionally protected right to defend themselves and their families. We will never back down in our defense of the Second Amendment. Get a statement from the CEO of Smith & Wesson. How is this being received? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> As my dad used to say, you throw a rock at a pack of dogs, the one it hits is going to holler. There's a whole lot of hollering coming from this imbecilic committee. <laughs> These politicians, they're out of their minds. So they're talking now about this backlash that the CEO is getting. Oversight Committee Chair Representative Carolyn Maloney, which rhymes with baloney, pushed back on his remarks in a statement to CNBC, accusing him of seeking to protect the company's profits. This is just cheap. I'm so tempted to use certain words right now. I'm going to be a nice guy. Other than the fact that this woman is an absolute airhead. Isn't it interesting when it's somebody you disagree with? And I'm talking about at this level. All you can do is attack the person's motives and assume the worst of their motives. But you expect people to look at your motives as being the best. You ever notice that? This has to be about money. Well, if we look at these politicians, it has to be about power. The sad thing is, it is about power. <laughs> Company profits, that's all he's about. She goes on, the CEO of Smith & Wesson refused to testify before my committee and face the families who've lost a loved one because of his company's weapons of war. Oh, my goodness. Boy, I could have all kinds of fun with this. When is your party going to answer to slavery and the Klan? Should we bring you to testify for the history that your party has? And how about the more recent history? Of all of these great society programs that have destroyed the black community and the black family. How about that, Ms. Maloney? Do you want to take responsibility for that? Of course not. How about for the current inflation we're dealing with? Brought on, partially, by the overspending of tax and spend Democrats like yourself. Do you? What, what is the venue that we have for you to answer for that? These people will just drive me up the wall. She goes on, the committee will not permit Smith & Wesson to dodge accountability or obscure the gun industry's role in fueling our nation's gun violence epidemic. Oh, shut the hell up. This woman's just full of it. It's not a matter of blaming an object. We've discussed this ad nauseum. We don't even need to go down that road. You understand this. This is not about an object used the right way. The abuse of something that is created, a product, is always the responsibility 
of the person who is the abuser. And that's the question. What have politicians done to hold criminals accountable? Stay with us. Back on the broadcast, we've been talking about Smith and Wesson and the reaction to it from one member of Congress who, uh, as a committee member, would like to have these CEOs come and testify and answer for their crimes. That's really what they're saying. Your crimes. (laughs) It's kind of amusing, the arrogance of these people. Well, you need to come and answer to us. From people who don't seem to answer to anybody. By the way, the Oversight Committee has been investigating America's firearm industry. According to the panel, major gun manufacturers, including Smith & Wesson, have made over a billion dollars in the last decade selling military-style weapons through allegedly manipulative marketing practices. Oh, my goodness. They're going to talk about manipulating people? What the hell do you think you've been doing for the entirety of your party? Scaring the hell out of black people, for instance? With a Klan? And now, continuing to run messages like, well, if you vote for Republicans, or if you don't show up to vote for us, more of your churches are going to (laughs) burn. You're going to end up going back to... Being in chains. Remember Joe Biden made that comment? (laughs) Something about being in chains. This is what they constantly scare people. This, ladies and gentlemen, is marketing. To scare the living crap out of you. So this woman has no credibility whatsoever in talking about manipulative marketing. My goodness. How nauseating can you possibly get? But this is typical, isn't it? I wonder how Ms. Maloney would feel about taking campaign contributions from Smith & Wesson if they were to sign a contract with the government to arm all the new IRS agents (laughs) this new climate justice act creates. She would do everything possible at that point to ensure it was as lucrative a contract as possible and not care about their profits as long as she got her share. I'm wondering... How they look at us with a straight face as they try to claim the moral high ground. It's called not having a conscience. You know that. With all the crime going on, it seems to me blacks are overwhelmingly the victims of crimes, especially violent ones. It also seems blacks are mostly responsible for most crimes. Why isn't this being analyzed? <laughs> Hold your breath for that one. I think gun deaths are just part of why guns exist. We have to learn to live with the consequences. There's only one without sin. All of the rest of us have to share some small part of the burden and not spend all our time denying and blaming. Good for you. (laughs) Jeff, pot, meat, kettle. But don't discuss the color or you'll be racist. (laughs) Uh, Oh, this text is gold. 
Vince, so Ms. Maloney Baloney wants to preach about protecting profits at the expense of victims. If there's one organization that is good at protecting their profits at the expense of victims, it is government. They're willing to tank our economy and starve the population out to protect their own pockets. Ooh, you're right on the money. That's exactly what's going on. Can we sue Budweiser for drunk driver deaths? Dodge for cars that go 100 miles an hour in deadly auto accidents? The list can go on. Of course it can. Because we don't want to talk about the real elephant in the room. It's the human heart. Can't make money or get power off of that. I love this one. This is further proof the majority of these dumbass politicians have never had a real job in the real world. Of course they want profits. That's how businesses survive. (laughs) Yep. It is how businesses survive. This texter seems to agree. Vince, does imbecilic member of Congress, Congress, This person doesn't understand CEO's total job and responsibility is to protect the company's profits. What a moron. She needs to go back to a basic economics class. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of cool. I came across a quote. Where did I see this quote? I think it was on our text line. Or I saw it somewhere else. Upton Sinclair. You familiar with this quote? It's difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it. Ooh. And I would throw in when power depends on him not understanding it. Money and power, both these things. When it's very personal like that, people aren't going to get it. And they don't ever want to get it because they'd have to change. I remember at a conference... A conference I participated in some years ago, and one of the things that I heard, it was a great line. It was talking about, unfortunately, ministry, and how some people, anyway, we see the most egregious examples of this with the modern so-called television evangelist. By the way, if you want to have some fun, do a search of the world's richest pastors. I'm serious. Go check this out. We may talk about this sometime. You will be shocked to find out where they are, where they are from. <laughs> it, 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 it will stun you. In fact, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to make this a subject of Faith Focus Friday or Transformation Tuesday or something. Uh, we're going to talk about this in the future. Because I I think you're going to be stunned to find out it's not America. (laughs) When I saw what some of these people and where they're from, how much money they're making, oh my goodness, it's stunning. Anyway, I distracted myself with another one of my distractions. The point I was going to make was a comment I heard at this conference. Because a lot of people... Just like everything else, other every other field or occupation, there are people in ministry for money. And a great comment I heard, <laughs> one of the guys said, 
when a prostitute falls in love, she's out of business. You get the idea. When it becomes about love, when it comes about becomes about relationship, party's over. And I say this, this applies to every single other area. If genuine love and care for other human beings is involved, the nonsense and the abuse of other people comes to an end, an abrupt end. Stay with us. By the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, you are welcome to do so. This is an opportunity for you to communicate what's on your heart and mind. The Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Over on that text line, some pretty interesting items like this. Money and power are the basis of human existence. The only issue is how you get it. Yep. Talked about people in chains earlier. Vince, the Democrats were the ones holding the chains. Well, imagine that. Good morning, Vince. Please excuse me. I'm 74. My memory of history may be a bit foggy. But wasn't President Abraham Lincoln the first Republican president? Wasn't he adamantly anti-slavery while that other party was... Status quo pro-slavery? Uh, yep. The squad makes $174,000 a year, plus some are landlords, making $100,000 last year, and they want us to pay their student loans. AOC drives a Tesla and wants people who can't afford gas to pay her student loan. Yeah, go figure. If you or I were to create a product or service, we'd price it at what we thought the market would bear. Then dare someone else to figure out how to produce or provide the same at a cheaper price. Unfortunately, the part the Democrats hate about this process is whenever you put a price on something, even if it's a dollar, you've excluded some people. That's fair. No, of course not. It's unfair. Discriminatory. They hate the free market. That they do. So the assaults on our foundational values, like the free markets, will undoubtedly continue. I want to remind you again, coming up next hour, faith folks, what am I thinking about? Let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Therapeutic Thursday. I want to speak especially to you men listening right now. I have to tell you, this is a subject near and dear to my heart. We've got to be more real, more genuine, more transparent than ever. Just had a friend I was talking with last night. Actually, two people have told me just in the last week just how much they are struggling with loneliness. And it's a... The, one of the things I'm encouraged by, they're honest about it. That's a good thing. Sometimes we as men can be very, very thick-headed. And very proud 
and refuse to share what's really on our hearts. We'll talk about this coming up in the next hour. But it's really important stuff. The crisis happening to men. The ongoing Trump miniseries continues to dominate the news with a great deal of anticipation from certain media agencies who are just eager and waiting for Donald Trump to get arrested so they can show the video on TV and maybe even get an exclusive. I don't know. (laughs) Here are the Trump headlines from Matt Drudge. Trump CFO will admit to 15 felonies. We told you about this story, I believe, yesterday. The Don's dominance over the GOP comes into focus. Rakes in millions off Mar-a-Lago search. This is part of the backlash from the raid on Mar-a-Lago. We talked about the fact that a lot of people, some who may have even thought they would not support Donald Trump again, they're going back to him. This has further endeared him to a lot of people. Donald Trump suggests payback for the raid. Not a surprise there. The media has now asked the magistrate to release the affidavit. They want to find out what's in these documents. What is it they were going after and why? MAGA threats to judge spur democracy concerns. Yeah, of course. The FBI, now the conservative evil demon. (laughs) In fact, Mike Pence has called on people to stop trashing the Bureau. And James Carville saying the story about Donald Trump and what is going on now can end up being the biggest story since 9-11. He certainly hopes that's the case. Time will tell. Associated Press reporting on this Trump CFO is going to plead guilty to tax violations. This happens today. The deal would require him to testify about illicit business practices at the former president's company. The guy's name is Alan Weisselberg, charged with taking more than $1.7 million in off-the-books compensation from the Trump organization over several years, including unpaid perks like rent, car payments, and school tuition. Here's where it gets interesting. The plea deal would require Weisselberg to speak in court about the company's role in the alleged compensation agreement and possibly serve as a witness when the Trump organization goes on trial in October on related charges. Now, Mr. Weisselberg likely received a sentence of five months in jail to be served at New York's notorious Rikers Island complex and may have to pay up to $2 million in restitution including taxes, penalties, interest. He would be eligible for release after about 100 days. But again, you know what they're after. And they hope this all leads to the arrest of Donald Trump. This is what they're gunning for. You know that. Still ahead, after the news, Therapeutic Thursday. Stay with us. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did